Patrick Chow predictions, hit or miss, Manchester United. Okay. Chelsea. We see you. Like Chelsea. Okay. Everton. Wow. An international break might actually be good. All this on Minor Fans Podcast. Let's go. Hello, everyone. This is Minor Fans Podcast. I'm David. He's Spy. Spy. Hi, David. What's up? How you doing? I'm very good. Thank you. How are you? I'm amazing. I'm amazing. It's been a, it's been a long week. Postponed episodes. Yeah, and that definitely that's where we have to start from. We have to first start by apologizing for bringing out this episode late. You know, we're meant to bring it out like right after March week 12. So we do apologize for that. We are sorry. We don't need to go into details of why and how. Okay. We, are, we are truly sorry for keeping you guys waiting. Yeah, but we're back. We're back with another episode. This is episode 13. Absolutely love this. So let's kick on with you, shall we? Yep, let's kick up. Let's go. So what do we have in store for you all? You guys today would briefly, would definitely briefly talk about Matrix 12. That was like, what, two weeks ago. We'll also preview some of the next fixtures coming up in Matrix 13. Some juicy fixtures actually. That will either break or make the Premier League table. And then we'll talk about some international headlines. So there are some really good headlines, some bad. And then we'll move on to some really interesting awards. I want to say... A third of the season is pretty much done. So we'll talk about some awards so far and we'll see if Spice still keeps his prediction. Does that work? 100%. 100%. Absolutely love that. So let's go. Let's kick off first off with our predictions from Matrix 12. So Match Week 12, actually, I gave out. I was the one that gave out the predictions. Uh, Spy, first and foremost, I have to. First and foremost, we have to say thank you guys. Obviously, we are our manners. I have to say thank you guys for vibing with us and continue to, you know, go steady with us. So we appreciate that. Um, we ask that you keep vibing with us and we'll keep giving you guys good stuff. Um, so yeah, as we were saying, so match week 12, yeah, absolutely, I gave the predictions. And Spy, I have to first and foremost say I'm sorry because I didn't know how hard this stuff was. You know, when you are giving your stuff and I used to like mock you with it. Thank you and, so much. And you actually used to get one though. You actually used to get like wow. at least one out of ten. That's uh that's a very good score. <laughs> every every loss is a lesson, you know? Exactly. So and for me, uh yeah, I, I absolutely botched it. So it was absolutely bad. Like I didn't even get one close. Like everything was terrible. I would give, I think you got you got close to one. I think the Liverpool. Or no, you got close to the Arsenal. But I believe you said a 4 0 and I told you something about clean sheet. Yeah. But let's see, let's see, let's see. I want you to say your own prediction so you can sound so wrong in your ears. Starting from Wolves Spurs. Okay, yeah, Wolves Spurs. I went for Spurs winning 2 0. Yeah, Wolves 1 2 1. United Lute, I went for United winning 2 1. Arsenal Burnley, I went for 4 0 to. Arsenal and I also said Havertz to score too. He was close. He almost did. He almost did. So, yeah. I can't, I can't remember seeing an almost in that much, but <laughs> if you say so, David, I remember Havertz starting at left back for his country and scoring, but he hasn't done that for Arsenal. Yeah, you we'll know. definitely get into that. That's one of our storylines from the international break. And obviously, Palace Everton. I went for Palace winning two one, but that, I'm hundred percent sure that's not what happened, right? Yep, Palace lost 3-2 to Everton. 
Yeah, then Bournemouth Newcastle. I went for Newcastle winning 2 3 1. Again, not <laughs> what happened, not even close to what happened. Bournemouth won 2 there. You know, Trippier told the fans after the game, and I quote, How many injuries do we have? Those are his yeah, words. That was just, that was salty. Bro, was salty. Bro, was free. But let's carry on with your. Awful. Yeah, so I don't want to call it awful though. Villa Fulham, I went for 4 1 to Villa. And Villa won 3 1. So that was the closest you actually were? Yeah, that was actually the closest. So maybe one less and I could have gotten one. Brighton Sheffield, I went for Brighton winning 3 0. Brighton absolutely are just killing it, bro. They're just killing it. I think they're still, um, they get, they're getting used to the, you know, midweek games and everything. Thursday, Sunday football. Yeah, yeah. Okay, um, West Ham Forest, I went for West Ham winning 2 0. That game ended 3-2-2, West Ham, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then Liverpool, Brentford, I went for 2-2. You know when you said that thing, yeah? In my mind, I was thinking, you at Anfield, they're coming to Anfield. You know, there's only big teams that can come to Anfield and expect to, like, score a goal unless, like, you're a newly promoted team. And you say I don't Brentford. know, bro, but it's Brentford, though. It's Brentford. I get... I, didn't they, they, didn't they draw last season 3-3 at Anfield? Last season, because Liverpool were going to crisis. Liverpool were going to crisis when they did that draw. Okay, but what's the difference between this Liverpool and last Liverpool? This Liverpool, the crisis is not as good as the front. So, like, the back line is a bit more stable than they were last season. Just a little bit. Because last season, Van Dijk was looking like a power league player, five-a-side player. And Trent Alexander-Arnold, every week he was topping the headlines with his defending. But this season, I've seen, you know, it look better, I think. Okay. And then last but not least, that was a game, though. Chelsea City. I went for City winning 3-0. Do you know, I'll, I'll give you the benefit of that because there is no person in this world that would have predicted a 4 all draw. Put in your mind that throughout Pep's career, Pep has never considered four goals in a Four goals, exactly. Like, Pochettino breaking records. You got Cole Palmer and Sterling coming back to haunt their team. You a lot, a lot in that game. That was a very interesting game. Exactly. So, yeah, those are, those were my predictions and I absolutely botched them. I, I'm not proud of it. I don't think I'll be giving any more predictions. I'll be leaving that to spy. Yeah. Thank you. That's very much appreciated. So you guys so can I do. Spy does a really hard work in this podcast. But yeah, David he, he does he he does a lot though. And David takes it for granted because Spy is late. But um it is what it is. We move. It is it is what it is. And we're definitely not going to focus on it, but this was this is just our segue to obviously match victorian. Obviously the big one being City Liverpool. We are not going to give the scoreline. What I just want to know what you expect. What, what I expect, expect? I expect a very different game from what we always have when City and Liverpool meet because two factors. Number one factor is it's at Etihad. The game at Etihad is always a bit, you know, different from the game at Anfield. And number two is a 12-30 kickoff. Whoever said that, they probably don't like football because how would you say Possibly the game of the week, not even possibly, the game of the week on a Saturday, 12.30. Even my game on Saturday is not by 12.30. Bro, you know, what, you know what it is, though? You know what it is, though? You know, we're coming back from Tanah. You know, if there, was a, if there was 
Premier League this weekend, right? Sorry, not this weekend. Next last weekend. It was Premier League last weekend, right? And then you said this the next weekend. It's crazy. But I think it's because there's no Premier League this week. There was no Premier League last weekend. And we're coming off international break. So everyone is hungry for Premier League. So they are like, this is let's put this as the first game. So that everyone will like, you know, get that vibe back. You know what I mean? I agree to disagree at the same time, but I also agree because yeah, international break, people are bored, no one watches no one really watches international break. Other than, you know, Brazil, Argentina, because that one was really something to watch. Other than that, I don't think people, you know, or as even at that, it's meant to be the most highly anticipated game. Because yeah. on Saturday, 12 30, early kickers are meant for teams like Arsenal, <laughs> I'm joking. For like Brentford, Luton, that type of thing to just kick off the game. And then late kick off when everyone is at home, finish your shopping, you're done. If you, if you miss the, f- the previous matches, you can settle down with your drinks, with your friends, and watch that late night kick off. That's how it's meant to be. But this time around, everybody should link up at 12 30. That's very interesting time. Well, another multiple three fixture we have is. Chelsea, Newcastle. Oh, my bad. Newcastle, Chelsea. Because Newcastle are home. What do you expect from that? Newcastle, I expect a bounce back from Newcastle's um, defeat. Proving to the fact that St. James's Park and they literally turned St. James's Park to an Anfield this season. But Chelsea, Chelsea, we know Chelsea to be a big team warrior. And Newcastle, I'm not saying they're not a big team but they're not yet a noticed big team. Do you get what I mean? Like so top I feel six. Like, yeah, I feel like Newcastle would come up with a victory that game. But if Chelsea had to, should, if Chelsea had to come up with a victory, then it means that we might just see the bounce back of Chelsea this season. I mean, Rather technically, it's going shock you, right? If Chelsea win? Yeah. It won't shock me. It just proves a point that like, okay, Chelsea's back. Do you get what I mean? Like 100%. Yeah. Because this season, we, we know that they've been back, but against big teams only. That's when they decide to turn up. Brentford, Arsenal. Why am I even talking about that? Let's keep that. Spurs, Villa. Spurs, Villa. Spurs, Villa. So Brentford um, had a very interesting win. Sorry, a very interesting loss at Anfield. So I think that they will give Arsenal a game. But um, what do you say next? Sorry, Spurs, what? Spurs, Villa. Spurs are home. So... Spurs at home, Villa have been terribly away from home this season. Villa have been absolutely terrible. So, and Spurs, I believe um, he should be back. A player that had a red card, the second year, not a straight red. No, he's, he's coming. No, he's coming. Oh, Udogi. Yeah. Yeah, he's back. I think they have a little bit of you know, strength in the defence now. So I feel, um, I, feel, I think I'll go for. That would be an interesting game to be fair. If they were, if um, Aston Villa decide to turn up away from home, that would be a very interesting game. And then that's also Sunday early kickoff. Come on. And obviously moving on, let's just round up with your team. Your do you know what? Wo- sorry, not Wo- Everton, Everton, um, United. And do you know I have two things to say. First off, we all know that this this was a breaking news. Everton got docked ten points because of FFP charges. But then United also are a team that in the Premier League have looked absolutely good. Like, do you get what I mean? When I mean good, I don't mean like they are playing interesting football. I just mean like they are winning. All their losses precisely have come in the Champions League. Yeah, exactly. I get the results. I'm so sorry to tell you this, Pepe Guardiola. I'm so sorry. 
Mori should put Chelsea now. I'm so sorry. Jurgen Klopp, I'm so sorry. But in the last six and five Premier League games, Manchester United have gotten the most points than any every other team in this league. Put in your mind that we are having such a terrible season. Exactly. Six points away from top. See, that's what that's why that's why I said it's weird though. Like they're having one of their oh, worst seasons. Arsenal have just one more Premier League victory than us. Just one. If you check, I think United are on six and Arsenal is on seven or five and six. And it's a bit it's confusing me. Because yeah, we are eight, seven, a, eight seven. We are having such a terrible season, but we are actually still that close. Wow. Well, you know what? It's the amount of losses though. Five losses. Some amount of victory though. <laughs> it's Ashta. Five losses though. Not like five losses. We are we are coming back. I think uh, I overheard Ten Hag speaking with the board of directors of Manchester United and um we're about to do a wipe off about twelve players are going to get released. 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 Not even yeah. sold, because I mean, technically, you need money. So, like, we don't need money, we don't need nothing. I'm not release, release, but like those players on loans, like um, Tom Heaton, Brent, um, Bradley Williams, so on and so forth. Their contracts are going to, I think, is going to expire this um, summer. And I don't think much they'll have plans of renewing it. Well, let's just stick with Everton for a minute. Obviously, as I said, 10 point deduction, FFP charges. If Everton are getting 10 point deduction for their little FFP charges, and we don't obviously we don't know when City will be, when obviously when they'll come for City. But when they do come for City, what do you think we should expect from that? We should expect City to not have any deductions because City have the best lawyers in the world and Everton don't. That is literally I'm being serious right now. Like even a layman, a like a blind man can point out all the charges that City are broken. But City's lawyers will have a way to prove Premier League wrong, just like they proved UEFA wrong. And it was all fingers were pointing that City is wrong in that, but they won the case. I don't know how they did. I don't so all I know is that City are not getting no deductions. Yeah. Um. I mean, I say it to be interesting when they do come out to the verdict, to be interested to what they actually come out with. But... So yeah, Everton are sitting 19th now on four points. Wow. I mean, major blow, like absolute, like they were playing so good football and then major blow to them. I just, yeah, I actually feel bad for them. You get what I mean? I feel really bad for them. I feel like um, Arsenal should be next. Moving on to the next part of the this week's episode. Obviously, the international break kind of just concluded. Um, major storylines, first off being, I would start with the more boring headline from the international break, obviously. Norway so- not qualified for the Euro 2024 upper journey. So another major tournament we know er, um, Erling Haaland and Martin Odegaard. Sorry, another main tournament without Erling Haaland. That's it. My question from this is, how long do you think we can consider Erling Haaland an actual star if he doesn't appear in, you know, these major tournaments? I'm so sorry, but Erling Haaland is living... A messy life right now. Not when I mean messy, I don't mean like with the wire, I mean with the eye. Because Messi has missed out on a World Cup. He failed to get Argentina into a World Cup. When was it? Was it 20? But wait, wait, no, no. Pause, pause, pause. I mean like, this is what I mean. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, obviously, Messi was still in the tournament, right? Messi, I think, actually won the golden ball or something. He, he won a- the World Cup after that. I don't think they qualified for it. 
No, they did. 2018. These guys knocked them out. France knocked them out. But they still oh. went to the tournament, though. Okay. Messi still oh, had, like... He scored the hat-trick in the minute to take them to the... Yeah, but what I'm saying is, there'll be a period of time that, yeah, one man cannot carry his country. And the person that help is supposed to help him carry his country is shockingly an Arsenal player, which is, you know, it doesn't really give you much to lean on to. You know, so um, I believe Eden Haaland, he, well, he has done a lot. He scored nine goals in a match. He just had a little injury and then his team couldn't, you know, do the rest. I feel if um, the Arsenal player should step up, I'm not going to say his name because it sounds very weird. Martin. <laughs> if Martin should step up his game, I think no, Norway should be able to qualify for something. Okay, I won't say too much on that. I'll allow you have that one. Moving on, Portugal's Portugal finished went ten games in the qualifying round. On like they did not like they drew. They actually won all ten games. Finished thirty points. The things people that my club can walk over. What is what country is named Luxembourg? Liechtenstein. What? You see, do you see the problem though? You, you are taking them for granted. These teams, you cannot take them for granted. I am sorry. I am sorry. But the last time they played the international friendlies, Portugal won them 9 or 7 0. And now they're playing again and they're still expecting the same results. I am sorry, but I heard that the Copa America was washed when you got Portugal playing against. But what, what, is, what are they rated? Over 100 and what in the world or something as a country? This is, this is pause. This is, but this is international. This is, this is still football. We cannot take it for granted though. Yes, we can't we are take nothing for granted. We are taking this for granted because I heard the Copa America was washed. I heard the Southern American League was washed. But we got teams like Peru. We got teams like Mexico. Sorry, Mexico. We got teams like Costa Rica. Those teams are good teams. No one team, Venezuela. You're coming Liechtenstein, Luxembourg. I don't want to hear nothing from Ronaldo fans. Portugal were unbeaten. You know, this, this, is not, this, is not a, this is not this is not just a Ronaldo thing. This is a Portugal thing. Like they literally, Ronaldo missed a game, so that I don't think you can count it. But like Portugal went thirty out of thirty points, ten out of ten. They literally finished. Can I ask perfect. you what, what was the toughest team, um, country that they played? The last team to do that was Italy, I think. Twenty. What was the toughest country they played? Maybe Slovakia. Hey, man, when Italy did that, they had some tough countries on their back. Just put that in your mind. Put that in your mind. Particular I mean, way. I mean, Bosnia. Wait, wait, no, no, wait, wait. Bosnia and Herzegovina, they are not jokes. Slovakia is not a joke. I love the way Iceland was not a joke when they had Sigurdsson. Mark my words and I'll say it again. Iceland was not a joke when they had Sigurdsson because I remember Sigurdsson in the World Cup, they beat Argentina. Was it 2-1 or 2-0 or 1-0? Because they played compact, they played off Sigurdsson. But now that Sigurdsson is not there, that is just ice. There is no land. Okay? I don't want to hear nothing. Portugal won. That's it. Moving on. I don't want to hear the Brook record or the Pitney record or whatever, whatever. Moving on. Well, obviously, the next two storylines involve Brazil. Brazil and Argentina lose qualifying games. Argentina actually lost their first game since the World Cup. Sorry, who do we lose? Break. Who do we lose to? Who, who is we? Was it Uruguay? Yeah. We lost to Uruguay. 
like I said again, a named country. People know who that is. People know them from Suarez. People know them from Cavani. People know them from Darwin Unions, from Valverde, known countries. We are losing to known countries, not Lechenburg. But I'm carrying on, please. No, any Lechenburg um, citizen watching this, I don't mean no disrespect, but your country is watched with all due respect. Okay. Well, and then obviously, this was at the time of recording, this was yesterday. Brazil and Argentina played and there was a lot of tension going in. I think Brazil, Brazil are not looking good this qualifying. I think they have just won like one game or two games in like... So out of six games, Brazil have just won two games and then lost the rest. I, I think either lost... Yeah, they have lost three and then drawn one. Not looking good for Brazil. Then they lost to Argentina. To make it worse, they lost to Argentina on home so What do you mean to, what do you mean to make it worse? Well, I mean, to make it worse for Brazil, they lost to Argentina on their home. So kind of they're like their arch rivals, like Italy, England type stuff. Expected. But technically, the storyline wasn't the football part. It was technically what was happening to the fans during the game and how the Argentina footballers had to stop and just stop the game. And, you know, then you have Rodrigo and then Rodrigo de Paul and Messi going at it. Each other calling, Rodrigo calling Messi a coward. But yeah, so that that's definitely the major headlines coming out from the international break. Any surprises? Anything to add? Um, no, nothing to add other than Messi is him. Okay. Well, yeah, as I said, I'm proud. Portugal, ten out of ten. England also went unbeaten to my. Yeah, so definitely that's that's. Well, let's put a pause on that. No, not a pause. A stop on that segment. Moving on to the last, or well, not the last, but just quick takes on this. 2024 Ballon d'Or, early nominees. Let's just hear early nominees. It's a bit too early. But, you know, if Spice asks the question, Spy what? Delivers. Good. Early nominees for the 2024 Ballon d'Or, Jude Bellingham. That's fair. Phil Foden. Okay, I'm going to stop there. Why don't? Hello, I'm sorry, but Phil Foden is technically more gifted than every single player in your favorite club. But moving on, I'll call a name. I'll go on to say um, Mbappe, always. Um, Definitely. Vinicius. Okay. Haaland, no Haaland. Haaland will definitely be there, but... Yeah, hang on, just putting for the name of it. He will definitely be there, but I'm, I'm looking at like surprising names that will actually come in there, like surprising. You know. Kane, if Kane, you know, if Kane, if Kane wins Harry the... Harry Kane, if Kane yeah, wins... If he wins the, the Euros, if he wins the Euros and wins Champions... No, no let's, let's just talk the Euros, Euros 2024. He doesn't need to win it. If he just wins the Champions League, because we know for a fact that the Bundesliga is already there. So like, I know there's a team struggling to do it, but at the end of the day... Bayern comes up with it. So that's that's already a settled treble. So it's settled, um, let me call it a double for Kane. He figures the UEFA to make it a treble. <laughs> he just needs to be a finalist, not even a semi-finalist in the Eurozone. He's chilling. He has a Ballon d'Or to his name. Last part of the show, before we end this on an amazing high, obviously what, a third through, through the Premier League already. I just have a few questions here and there fast rapid questions here and there don't even think just give me the first tell me the first thing that comes to your mind best team 
I have to think. Come on, come on, David. This is not. I'm not know Michael Richards. I'm sorry. I am not Jamie Carragher. I could be, but um, best team currently, Bayern Munich. No, no, um, best team in the Premier League. Bayern Munich is not in the Premier League. Currently, based on form or what? Whatever, whatever you want to base on best team. I can I mean, you technically can say City because they are first, but you have to just tell me your to you no, who you think the best team has been through thirteen to through twelve games of the season. You know that I'd rather die than to call a name of a team that starts with A. So I give it to City. Surprise team. Surprise team. Surprise team. That's a good question. Um, sports. Underperforming team. United. Best player. Best player in the Premier League so far. Uh, I would not say Haaland, even though he has scored the goals. I would say... Oh, this is a difficult question, David. Based on statistics... Based on statistics, I'll give it to Jeremy Doku. He has the best stats in the Premier League winger at the moment. I'm sorry. It's, it's a tough one, but you have to agree to it. He has the best stats for a Premier League winger at the moment. I'm sorry, but I don't have to agree to it. I, I can't even agree to it. Like, I'm trying everybody in my body. I can't agree to it's it. It's fact. Do your research. It's fact. So what? Please. He has what? Like seven assists? Uh, sorry, five assists? Miss- he has five assists. Okay, and how many goals? Like three. Pretty much, I think. Yeah. I'm just. I'm not even going to say anything. I, I, I have. I have other players in my head, but I'm just not going to say anything. I, mean, I, I like to. You know, we like to share ideas here. It's, I mean, I mean, you could have said Watkins. You could have said Musala. You could have said. I wanted to say Salah. I wanted to say Salah, but even if you didn't call Haaland, you'd have said. Sub even sub slide Dominic uh, Watkins, true. Mohamed Salah, also true. Do you get what I mean? If you say Gerard Bowen, I will agree too. But you know, sometimes you just have to pick the the unexpected. You know, you're tripping. Okay, surprise player. Surprise player. You, sorry, you could have said James Madison. I'm just going back to that. You could have said James Madison. You could have said Son. But no, you said Doku. Moving Doku. on, surprise player. Surprise player, Oli Watkins. Underperforming player. Holland. You see now you're being biased. I think I think you're being biased. biased. I can name like five right now. Uh, who? Rashford. Rashford. Bruno. You can name the whole Man U team right now. But we are saying underperforming. Do you like comparing them to last season? Comparing Rashford to last season, yes, it's still his stats are a bit bulky and everything. But in terms of all his achievements last season and how he's playing right now, the most underperforming is Haaland. Yes, he's getting the goals on this board, but how he's playing is Haaland. Yes, the whole Manchester United team is underperforming. I think the best player in United right now is Diego Dalu. I'm sorry. Or maybe um maybe the post, the goal post. Not the okay. Finally, before we round up the show, are you changing your predictions from the start of the season? No, I'm not. I'm going exactly the same. Smashing it. My predictions are always class. Okay. Well, we've come to the end of another episode. Thank you guys so much for sticking with us. We hope you guys 
enjoyed this episode um we'll be back on instagram live friday to give our actual score predict well spice actual score predictions i'm done with all those predictions and stuff so we'll be back on instagram live with our score predictions we hope you guys have an amazing week we can't wait for the premier league to be back finally to be back and we'll have constant premier league to i think either february or march before the next the first international break of the 2024 year so thank you guys so much for staying with us you know your support means the world to us. We'll keep vibing. We'll keep bringing all the good stuff. We're out, guys.